Hey, before we start the show this week, did you know that in just five minutes, you could potentially make a huge impact on the future of the Bears? All you need to do is sign up to the RFL's Our League platform and select the Bears as one of your teams. It's free to join. It's packed full of rugby league news, competitions, videos, and loads more besides. But our following on that platform might influence future funding decisions. So we need as many fans on there as possible. Even if you put us a second choice, we won't mind. Make a difference in just a few minutes today. Head over to rugby-league.com slash our league to create your account and pick the Bears as one of your teams. Right, on with the show. Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast coming at you every week from CoventryBears.com. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Uh, it was great to have a home game yesterday. Um, you know, obviously disappointed with the result, but we'll get on to that in a little while. Yeah, definitely. So this week we will be looking back on Sunday's disappointing 32-16 loss at home to the North Wales Crusaders as well as looking ahead to this coming weekend's trip to Yorkshire to tackle the Keithley Cougars. But um, first, this is this is very self-indulgent, but stick with me. Um, a quick thanks to those of you who did tweet me over the weekend to say that you didn't mind my choice of in-ground music too much. Um, it was nice to know that not everybody hated it. Um, and also one guy who said he would love to have me over at Leicester Tigers to run the PA there and take some heavy music with me. But that would involve watching a game of rugby union, which I'm kind of bored of, to be honest, by now. But um, anyway, it, being on the PA is fun, but it's also quite scary. So I'll be very glad to welcome our main man, Tim, back to the mic in a couple of weeks for Westgate Wales game. But um, yeah, thank you all for indulging me. I have to say I enjoyed it, Dave. It, it was good walking into the ground with a bit of metal blasting out. And um, yeah, I'm aware it wasn't for everyone, but there was quite a few people nodding their heads along. So, um, you know, th- there's obviously a few fans of metal within the, the Bears crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've had we've had Palm Reader retweeting my little post about it as well. So um might pick up a few more metal fans uh, just just along the way. But anyway, we're talking Sunday. So let's get into what was, let's face it, not a good afternoon for the Bears on the pitch. Um, we came into this one knowing that a win would really transform the, the the league position and really give the team a strong chance of making the end of season playoffs. And so with all that in mind, obviously Crusaders scored on their first play of the game. Um, the Bears did hit back with a try for the returning Hayden Freeman, which was great to see. But then it was just a, a disastrous 20 minutes that saw the visitors score three more tries, take them into a 22-4 lead, which is how it stayed at half time. The second half, admittedly, was much better from the Bears. And at one point, we did get a bit of a roll on. So we had tries from um, Kieran Hudson on his debut and then a barnstorming effort from Harry Kaufman to to bring us back within a score. And there were sort of tingles of the Hunslet match in the air. But um, at that point, Crusaders pulled away again and scored two more tries of their own before the end to wrap up, to be fair, a deserved 32-16 win for the side from North Wales. So when... Craig and I will get into the game in a moment, but first, 
Let's hear from the Bears coaching team. So player coach Dave Scott is coming up right after head coach Rich Squires. Uh, Rich, I mean, there are plenty of positives from that second half to talk about, but we've got to mention the first half. It it really just just killed it this afternoon, didn't it? I mean, you must be incredibly disappointed with that first 40 minutes. Yeah, and that's probably carried in from last week. You know, the enthusiasm and energy levels just just weren't there. Um, And they have a really good starting pack. You know, and we, we kind of set a stall out to go and match them energy-wise and then, you know, the back end of the halves, we'll, we'll make the changes and kind of start to get into the contest, but we just couldn't get our feet on the ground. Um, and this rolls and scored three quick back-to-backs, um, you know, which ultimately is a game changer at the end. You know, we just couldn't, couldn't do anything, couldn't get any kind of authority on it. But like I said, there, there were positives, second half in particular. You, your side came back into it. And, and I think, but for... Crusaders sort of last but one score in the corner there when you got it back to within a score it felt like the momentum had changed and it's kind of frustrating it just shows how good your team can be when they get a roll on and when they play with confidence yeah when we, when we play on a roll and play confident we, we're up there one of the best teams you know but then we're our own worst enemies you know and we it's little things we do where that, that cost us you know or, or we'll get a 50-50 that go against us and it completely kills us you know there's a couple of dubious forward passes that we don't get in one-on-ones and you know but we don't get the rub of the green that side of it but we just we're our own worst enemy with the errors and try to force things on play one and just not doing the little things that make the effort really great to see Hayden Freeman back in the side and back on the score sheet as well how pleased are you to to have him as an option to come in in your back line to add some firepower Hayden was one of the best players on the pitch for us today and I think he was the only one who really put himself about there and you know he's not a natural centre um, you know, we probably did mass, miss Matt Wellham there. His experience is one-on-one D, but he didn't really stepped in and you know put his best foot forward. And it was good to have him back. New name on the team sheet today and on the score sheet as well, Kieran Hudson. Um, people listening probably won't know too much about him, so just just give us a bit of detail about him. And, and I, I thought he had a, an excellent game. So just your thoughts on his performance yeah, as did. well. Yeah, he was another one who was up there with Hayden today. Um, he's coming with us from from Newcastle Thunder, and he's another one who's come through the system down there. Um, you know, and he. He's a, he's, a, he's a big athletic thing you know he's been playing he's played four or five championship games this year um, but they're kind of bleeding him in slowly they don't want to throw him in the deep end too much but he's been a great asset for us came in Wednesday uh, you know he's played with Dan Coates before which <laughs> ultimately Dan set him up and put him under the six but again it's, it's people like that who come in and put a performance like that which really kind of shows our boys up and where they stand and where they need to get and where they need to raise the game when we talked last week, you described this game as one of our cup finals, and obviously it's not gone the way you wanted to. But looking at results elsewhere in the league, you know that spot in the playoffs is still up for grabs. Five games to go. So, is it just about putting this one to bed and moving on to the next one now? They need to start to learn. I think that's what they need to do: is, is start to learn from the little things we do wrong. You know, it, I just said to them there: next week is do or die. Maybe you know they've got one or two ways they can either throw the white flag in and you know have another bang average season. You know, like previous ones, or we can start to kick on and you know and get to where we want to be and where the targets were set at the beginning of the season. You know, but performances like this don't get to where they need to be. You know, and that's not where we want to be. So you know, keep us a big one next week. Hopefully, we can get some troops back. Um, you know, and really add some more experiencing. But again, I think we picked up another couple of injuries there. So we're doing it tough, but we you know we don't mind about that thing. You know, we don't plaster it everywhere and just keep it as a as a group and you know trust the strength and depth and trust the process. But yeah, we've got a, a big couple of weeks coming up. And just lastly, I know it's probably difficult to talk about because we haven't really got any clear decisions on it, but there's a lot of uncertainty around League One and the structure of the game from next season. Does that affect your you and your players at all, or do you just leave that to the people off the pitch to concern, to concern themselves with? It, it definitely affects me. You know, it's, it's something I've been thinking about all week, you know, and whereabouts we're, we're at and what, 
what the situation is going to be. And I think with everything in the media, it's it's there for the boys as well. You know, especially with a club like us. You know, there's the the, the huge rumour of the 16 teams going amateur. You know, and it probably gets in boys' heads. And you know, we said that today. You're probably playing for a position like that. You know, or playing for a point to prove. And you know, North Wales have grabbed the bulls by the horn and kind of put the best foot forward and kept them in that playoffs. But def definitely with me. You know, I speak with Alan on a, on a daily basis. You know, because he's got a lot of stress on himself. So if I can be there to kind of offload that, you know, but you know, just hearing everything with the game, I think we we're going in a very quick downward spiral as a sport itself. Um, you know, but it needs people to make a decision at the top. But there's nothing we can do and just kind of bite our tongue and bite our time with it. But you know, we'll as a club we'll stick together and do the best we can and you know just continue doing the stuff on the pitch as good as, good as we can anyway. Well, great stuff and and thanks for your time as always, Rich. I know it's difficult, particularly when when results haven't gone your way, but. Um, few more games left so uh I'll, i'm sure i'll chat to you after the next we'll one and best of luck do, thank you david a, a, a tough one to take that i mean as i was saying to rich some positives in the second half but that, that first half was a real killer wasn't it yeah you can't go um i think four tries in that first half and go in 22-4 and give yourself all that work to do when both teams are in a similar position where they're scrapping for a playoff place and it came down to that down to that start was the difference of Oh, that was the difference between the two teams today. Um, and I think they won the energy battle, that physical battle in the middle. And they had a little bit more smarts than us. And yeah, it's just really disappointing because we know that we're better than that. Yeah, it was It was quite, that first half particularly was, was uncharacteristic of this Bears team this, this season. That There was a, 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 as you say, a bit of a lack of energy. And, and it, a, just a bit, you just looked a bit, I don't know, a bit lost, a bit confused at times. Was there anything you can pinpoint that, that just went wrong in that first half. I mean, I mean, I tend to agree with you uh, in what you're saying. I think we were just maybe a little bit nervous, a little bit jittery. I think we probably knew the importance of the game in terms that we're in a very similar league position. We're both fighting for that that playoff spot. And yeah, I think probably the lack of experience in the team and the hype and the build-up towards the game probably just got the better of us. Um and that, that's a learning curve we need to we need to learn from that and move on um, and just focus on the job and focus on our system our processes and stick to that and not let the occasion affect us and I think that's what happened today In terms of positives the second half was obviously much better and a couple of individuals a reference to Rich as well Hayden Freeman back in the team and back on the score sheet and, and Kieran Hudson coming in with a really impressive debut as well. Um, how, how did you, what did you make of those two guys' contributions? Yeah, Hayden was a threat every time that he got the ball down that left edge and it caused him all sorts of problems throughout the game. Um, and then defensively as well, he put a couple of shots on, so he, he did very well, I thought. And Kieran, big lad, carried very hard in the middle, did everything that was asked of him. Um, so yeah, really pleased with both of those two. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably the two biggest positives that, that came out of the game, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and like I said, we know that we're better than that. And I just wish that the rest of the team, you know, had brought their game to the standard of what Hayden and, and Kieran brought to their game. So yeah, just very disappointed, as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice. It must say something about the, the spirit and the, the welcomingness of your squad that somebody like Kieran can come in, what was it, on Wednesday and have a real impact on the pitch and, and he, he didn't look out of place he didn't look new he fitted into the team well and you, you all seem to be supporting him like th there is a good spirit in this team this year isn't there yeah we've got a fantastic team spirit um, you know it's it's a very good group uh, there's 
no one in the group that doesn't like anyone. We're very close-knit. And it's probably a bit of a cliche where all teams say that, but it's genuine. Um, so, yeah, he's been welcoming to the team and he's really stood up today and he's had a fantastic debut. Uh, we've said it since the very beginning, team spirit's going to go far for us. Unfortunately, what hasn't gone our way is injuries and we're kind of short on numbers at the moment through various reasons. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit frustrating where we've had to mix and match the team a little bit uh, and that probably hasn't helped either, um, people playing at position and being asked to do big minutes. Um, so, yeah, when, when you kind of factor all that in and as well, you know, the season is very condensed. Usually it's a bit more spaced out. There's a lot less recovery time. And, yeah, you can point your finger at a million things when you lose uh, and when you win, it's easy to brush it under the carpet. So... Um, I heard you say before we push record, you, you just you just spoke to Rich in passing and you pointed out it's not done yet. Still up for grabs. There's, there's still, you've talked all season to me about wanting to make history this season and, and get this, this club into the playoffs. Still there, isn't it? You've, you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to approach it with a positive mindset for the rest of the season. Now. Absolutely. Look, it's in our hands. Um, you know, we've got five massive games to finish off the year. And if we put a best foot forward in those and give ourselves a chance and control what we can control, hopefully some other results go our way and we might just sneak into the playoffs. It's, it's far from done yet, um, but we need to be a lot better than what we were today if we're going to do that. And just lastly, I know a couple of weeks I, I, I enjoyed asking you the question about you know, the World Cup's being confirmed and isn't that great and are we looking forward to it? Obviously, that's not happening anymore. How, how disappointing, um, with, with your international hat on, how disappointed are you to, to see it push back a year? I just, I think it's a massive, massive disappointment um, especially for Coventry I've talked all year about Coventry being City of Culture hosting the Australia Scotland game at the Rico and yeah okay I'm hoping that that's going to happen next year I don't know if that's going to be 100% confirmed but it's just it doesn't align with the City of Culture in Coventry and I just you know in terms of expanding the sport I understand why the decision's been made but for our kind of expansion of the game within Britain you know it's a tough decision that's had to be made um, and I'm glad that I wasn't the one that had to make it uh, but yeah very disappointing um, all round I'm sure rugby league fans across the country and across the globe are absolutely gutted um, as I am well Dave thank you as always. always always appreciate you joining us on the podcast and um, best of luck for this big five games to finish the season cheers Dave thank you so thanks as ever to both Dave and Rich for chatting to us um, it's never fun doing those interviews particularly when you've had such a disappointing day um Craig, I'm sure we will have some positives to talk about from that second half, but we we can't begin our, our analysis of this game with without um, looking at the first half. It just wasn't good enough, was it? No, I mean, I haven't. Uh, I have to say, I haven't listened back to the coaches' interviews. Um, but so this is purely my analysis. Um, I, don't, I don't know what either of them said at this stage, but um, I do think. Potentially, there was, I mean, we still had a fairly strong lineup on the pitch, but there was a few players missing, a few fairly key players, you know, like Matty Wellham, Jed Charlton was missing, Sam Bowring, um, also Josh Dunn was missing and he's been a regular in the side and his go forward and, and defence and everything else has been very important. So things just weren't clicking in the first 20. They started slow. Defensively, it was poor. Um, you know, this season we've been pretty strong through the middle, but um, North Wales just rolled us a couple of times. 
um, and also drew people in and then scored on the edges too. Um, you know, to be fair to them, they played very well in the first half. They scored a couple of really great tries, although one of them was um, had two very suspicious forward passes. Um, you know, but they were deserved. They they fully deserved the lead at halftime. I mean, um, I think in the first twenty, I think we only completed one set. So it was, uh, you know, that was the tail of the game early on, and we just weren't in it at all. Things did improve, um, but there was also a couple of players had to play the, the most of the game with carrying Knox as well. So it just wasn't it wasn't our day, and. When we pulled it back to within one score, and you were just looking for that extra energy to to get the roll on, and uh, and you know the momentum was well and truly with us at that point. We just didn't have that extra ten percent to to bring us back into the game. In fairness to Crusaders again, where the difference between this game and the Hunslet game is that when we pulled back against Hunslet, they went into panic mode and they just couldn't deal with with it. You know, their their fitness went and the Bears just got all the momentum. Crusaders just started slowing the game down. Um, you know, it was frustrating to watch, to be honest, but, you know, that's what you'd probably expect the Bears to do as well. You know, they were slower, you know, getting the ball back in play. They were just taking that sting out of the Bears and, and just not letting us get that roll on that we were getting at that stage of the game. So, they managed the game well, to be fair to them. And, you know, Crusaders look better than most teams that we've seen at the, the Butts Park Arena this season. I think they'll, you know, they've had they had a, a horrible defeat at home against Barrow. But aside from that, they've been looking really good this year. And they've got some really strong players in their side. Um, Matt Reed's missed, uh, I think, quite a large proportion of the season. But he's been back the last two or three games. And he looked fantastic on, on Sunday. You know, they've got... And they're both their wingers, their fullback, you know, they're as good as any back three in the whole league. So they'll cause plenty of teams problems. And if they continue playing the way that they are, they're they're in with a definite shout of the playoffs and, and maybe even more. I think something I, I thought was interesting, I, I know you, you haven't heard the interviews back yet, something that the Rich said in his interview was um touching on the idea that almost almost Sunday's game had been a little bit too hyped from our point of view because because and and you know with with fairness because you know a win in that game would have would have dramatically changed how things looked in the league table but perhaps it was a sign and a reminder that this is still broadly a a, a squad with less experience than other teams in the division and crucially i guess very little experience of of going into those big games where quite a lot rides on it you know we're, we're almost used to being that underdog and taking what we can and I guess I guess it shows it's almost a marker of of the Bears progress this year that so many people were disappointed with Sunday's outcome and you know you, you look at Sunday's game and think oh if we could have won that it would have looked like this and I saw on social media you know um, somebody else saying you know if we'd have beaten scholars at home as well, we would have gone into Sunday's game in a much stronger position. And it, you know, it shows how much progress we've made. It shows how actually that making that progress on the pitch is actually shifting expectations of our supporters to, to something that perhaps we haven't had before. And it also shows how tight this league is. I mean, yeah. Dave, Dave said in his interview afterwards, it's not over yet. You know, there's still, 
there's still a bunch of games left and there's there's still there's still work to be done this season isn't there so it's it's just frustrating that you know it, it felt like perhaps the stars were aligning and we could we could bag another home win and then push on for these final few games and like you say credit to crusaders they they did a very professional job on us but it was it was just a shame wasn't it yeah and i i do i do think though that you you can't look at it like if we'd won this game and we'd you know because the rest of the league have all been beating each other you know doncaster drew away at west wales they'll be looking at that and kicking themselves because they'll have been expecting to win that game and their promotion push so you know and we've beaten some very good sides at home as well so you know, I think probably overall it's disappointing to lose home and away against Crusaders because I think in terms of results this season, we're we're not far off them. Um, but you know, it was fairly close on on Sunday, and you know, we pushed them close without actually playing very well. So, you know, we were good in patches, but just not at the same level as we have been in other games. But I think that happens when you're playing week in week out. We're playing. You know, the, the lads are playing every single week. You know, they're going into games carrying knocks. There's players, you know, missing for different reasons. Um, you know. Yeah. And they're not and they're not full-time players. They they don't have full-time access to physios and, and medical treatment. They've got jobs to do in the week. They've got lives to live. They've got COVID precautions to take. And 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 then they've got to come and do the business on the weekend, haven't they? Yeah. And while it looks like, you know, five players missing. Um, we've got a good enough squad to bring five in. You know, that's that's still a, a big chunk of the squad when you're playing week in, week out, and you've got all these combinations that you've been learning in training. Uh, and, you know, there's match fitness. for The players who came in did fantastically well. Um, but you've got match sharpness and everything else to get, you know, to get through. And, um, you know, I think it can show. But... As I said, every other team's dealing with these issues. Everyone seems to be beating each other. And, you know, the the playoffs are still wide open. There's plenty of games to be won, um, starting this week against Keithley. Next home games against West Wales, who, you know, look like they've um they've turned a bit of a corner, drawing at home against Doncaster, who were sat third in the table. So you know, that's a fantastic result for them. So every game from now on in is going to be tough, but the lads have got the ability there to to reach the playoffs and shouldn't be too disheartened about, you know, the results. Even if we'd won on Sunday, I mean, there's still plenty of games where you could slip up as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, bring, bringing it back to Sunday, there's, there's a couple of particular positives I wanted to mention, both actually individuals who I wanted to, to shout out and talk about. Great to see Hayden Freeman back from injury and instantly on the try sheet, playing out of position really, but did a terrific job. Um, and I, th- I don't think many Bears fans will be expect will be um, surprised to to hear what an impact he had. But and and feel free to mention Hayden when I throw over to you, Craig. But um, Kieran Kieran Hudson, this new prop we've got in on a short term deal from from Newcastle Thunder. He looked terrific, didn't he? And not just because he scored a try, but he he really he really did give a bit of cut and thrust through the middle that perhaps had been lacking the rest of the game. I I was really impressed with him. Yeah, he was aggressive in defence as well. He was he looks a real, real good player. And and you know, he's on loan at the moment, but 
Um, he looks like he could be a, a heck of a player for Newcastle in in the future. Um, I know he has played a few games for them this season in the Championship, but yeah, he looked looked really really good. Um, very very impressive. Um, really really good player. Um, and particularly in the second half, I thought he was excellent. Um, do you think the I mentioned it to Rich in his in his interview, talking about all the off the field uncertainty, which we touched on last week. And, you know, obviously the players can't really affect that much, but, you know, Rich seemed to get a sense that as much as he'd like to think otherwise, it, it does have an effect on them because, you know, these players are thinking, well, what, you know, we're trying to get into the playoffs, but a playoff for what? We don't know what this division is going to look like next year. We don't know what the state of the team is going to look like. Are they playing for a place are they playing to to build something at the bears next year are they now stepping up to sort of pull their own personal highlights reel together because they might need to be looking elsewhere if they want to play at this sort of level it's it's a really frustrating one isn't it to continue to have this uncertainty we, we were hoping to maybe have a, at least another step towards a decision at the end of last week and that didn't happen there's more meetings happening this week it's it's going to affect them, isn't it? Even if they even if they try and focus on what they're doing on the pitch, there's so many headlines, there's so many rumours, there's so many so much stuff going around on social media. It's going to be difficult for them to avoid it and, and not have it nagging away at them. Um, I just, I mean, I'm absolutely fuming about the whole situation. I, I, I'm really annoyed about it. Um, I think that um, it's an atrocious way to treat players, fans and clubs um that are based in league one and even in the championship they don't know what's happening i mean how how can you how can you be what 12 weeks away from the start of next season is it or or certainly 12 you know we're, we're not far off the point in the season where clubs are looking to retain players so you know how basically the feeling i get is this is one of the most together and unified groups of players and, and squad that we've had at the Bears. Uh, the coaching setup's great. The group of players are young, but hungry and want to succeed. And they've got a platform at the Bears to, to show what they're capable of doing and they're enjoying it. And they're enjoying it, upsetting some of the bigger teams in this league. And the feeling I get is that they would all sign a, a contract for next year tomorrow. Um but to not know whether or not they'll even be able to do that is has got to be playing on their minds. Um, you know, we don't even know what we don't know what structure there will be next year. Supposedly, it's a transitional season, so it's likely to remain fairly similar um, before the big restructure, which uh, God knows what that'll be, looks like. Um, but there's talk going round um, that funding is going to be reduced to next to nothing next year which you know as a player you've got to be thinking well where am I going to end up next year um, you know and it's got to be playing on their minds and, and it's got to be playing on the coaching staff's minds too uh, and you know particularly Alan I mean what what must he be going through at the moment as the owner of the club who's put 20 years into building the club to where it is now and just as we look like you know things are really starting to to take off um, he can't get any clear answers on what's happening um, no one knows and there's been various interviews on social media from different clubs even clubs at the top of the championship who have no idea what sort of 
what they're playing for, whether they can get promoted, what prize money they're playing for, and what sort of money they're going to have in terms of central distribution. So it's a, it's a ridiculous situation to be in. And, you know, this comes down to, you know, I don't want to slag off Super League clubs, but the reason the amount of um, the TV deal has gone down is because the product and the pitch is not as good as it once was. You know, they haven't done anything to promote the game and improve it and make it a spectacle worth watching. I mean, you know, a lot of people will slag off small clubs like the Bears and say that they're not offering enough to the game. But, you know, I've, I've watched a few, you know, I enjoy Super League still. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy matches. But when you see um, some games being played in front of a couple of thousand spectators at the most and in an empty stadium some bloke dinging a cowbell it's not the most you know spectator friendly sport to be watching is it um you know they paid a guy for three three four years they paid him 400 grand a year and there doesn't seem to be any plan off the back of that um you know the rfl are in a different difficult position but you know we are um i don't want it to be doom and gloom but you know i would hate to see League One get eroded and, and changed, considering how great it's been this year. It's been the best season yet in League One. Teams beating each other. Uh, you know, even West West Wales showing progress. The Bears showing progress. Scholars giving plenty of t- plenty of uh, people really tough games, and the playoffs are wide open. With anyone and you know anyone down to ninth place really could still could still get in there. So, you know. I don't want to lose that. I'm enjoying it while it, you know, I'm enjoying the ride this season, but as a fan as well, I can sense the frustration in the club. And also I'm frustrated myself, not knowing what, what, what we're going to be doing next year. Definitely. Definitely. Well, um, before we go, let's, let's turn it around a little bit and, and look ahead to something we do know. Uh, well, at least fingers crossed, COVID permitting, we do know will be happening. And that is this weekend's trip to Cougar Park. I feel like I've cursed it now I've said that, but we'll, we'll go with it. Um, the Bears off there to face Keefley. Um, Always a tough place to go. And the Cougars are going to be wearing their special pride jersey, which Craig, I'm guessing you like about as much as you do their regular shirt. But um, look, let's 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 look at this. We're, we are always upbeat here and we're always positive. So nobody will be at all surprised to hear that we probably both think that there's a very good chance of the Bears getting something from this if they complete their sets and they play at tempo and they they attack it like they did when the Cougars were down at our place a few weeks ago. But the reality is we're, we're, we're approaching the business end of the season now. Five games left, four of them against teams that we've already beaten this year. And, you know, both coaches hinted at it in their interviews. It's kind of at the point now where it's either knuckle down and battle for that playoff spot or or just kind of fizzle out really. And, you know, I, I wonder whether actually Sunday's experience against Crusaders is actually a, a good thing to get it out of the, the Bears system and they can refocus and they can, they can do what they're good at and, and just give themselves as good a shot as possible of getting something out of these five games. Craig, I mean, I know, I know, you, like, like I've just hinted at, you're probably going to be positive and, and say there's every chance of, of us getting something from this. But yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's, it's going to be it's going to be a real test of of uh, you know we've seen a lot of character from from this squad, but it's going to be a real test of that going into this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I think you know when you look across the league, um, you know of what Crusaders have won four or five on the bounce now, so they're 
one of the few teams that are actually being consistent. So, you know, the lads can look at that game on Sunday, put it behind them. They lost to to the better team on the day against a team that are looking really sharp at the moment. We've beaten Keithley already this season. Um, there's no reason to say why we can't do it again. Um, you know, Keithley are generally good at home um, and, and have tra- not travelled very well this season, but we can beat them. We've done it already. Um, and there's lots to play for every week. We'll, we'll hopefully have one or two back next week as well who are missing. Um, and, it, you know, we'll send a, f- a full strength squad up there and, and give it a real good go. I mean, I'm I'm positive about what the potential outcome will be. I think our game and the way that we play cause them all sorts of trouble when they come down to play us at the Butts Park Arena. So um, let's give it a good go. Take every game as it comes. Draw a line under um, Sunday. Uh, and that's all they can do because um, what we've seen is a couple of wins on the spin can can propel you up the table in this league, particularly with the win percentages um, being taken into consideration. So everything to play for. And um, yeah, let's be positive. Let's let's um, let's hope we can get in those playoff spots. It's still still well within our own hands to do so. Um, so let's let's do it. Definitely, definitely. Right. Well, fingers crossed we can do the double over the Cougars on Sunday and set up what would then be a quite thrilling final month to the season. So um, do, do join us next week to hear what went down. And thanks as always for listening. And uh, we will catch you very, very soon.